Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. Dustin McKamey in the house. Yes, what's happening? Dude, I'm so glad you're actually in studio because when we were talking up until this morning, I thought you were in California <laughs> and we were going to be doing this via phone. And then you're like, bro, you know, I live in Kansas City now. I'm like, uh, no, I did not know this. Yeah, a lot of people are questioning my whereabouts. <laughs> Because <laughs> I like to travel and all that. So yeah, dude, seriously, thank you so much for doing the the podcast. We have so many uh, things to talk about. Yeah. So I know Dustin from his folks, uh, Wayne and Pam McCamey. Met them at Focus. Oh yeah. Um, back in goodness gracious, probably back in 2010, I think mm -hmm. they did a Focus down in Nashville, and uh, I attended. Went through that. I think people always ask me, what's, what is focus? And this isn't, this isn't Wayne or Pam McCamey approved, but what I always said is I said, it's kind of like boot camp for your emotions, like in one weekend, it's like that's, a that's great. intensive yeah. program that kind of helps you with some self-discovery kind of helps you just figure some shit out. Yeah. And it's hard uh, to explain to people. It is, yeah. it's hard to explain, but um, it's something that I, have told a lot of people about, in fact, sent a lot of people through, uh, focus. That's great. And, man. uh, yeah. 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 So you're there, there. So how many kids do they have? How, you have you got three. Okay. I'm in the middle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, uh, so that explains it. <laughs> yeah, enough said. Everyone right. who's a middle child will, uh, yeah. Very know what cool. I'm talking about. That's awesome. So, uh, I reconnected with you, Social media, you know, I kept seeing your songs, your uh, singer songwriter, which we'll talk about what song uh, you'd be okay to play. And I'll play it at the end of the podcast. So oh, stay sure. tuned for that. Sure. Um, yeah. Start seeing your music and uh, just, yeah. Hit you up and said, dude, let's, let's do a podcast. Just, we got a lot to catch up on, yeah, man. man. So thanks for having me. Yeah. So you're back in Kansas city, but you were in California. What were you doing in California? And when did you go out there? Yeah, I was out there for uh and I don't know, like seven or eight years. Um, actually, probably more than that if you count the time I went back and forth. Uh, but went out there for visual effects. Uh, originally, I worked in uh, film and television. Okay. So yeah. this is how ignorant I am. What does that mean? Like, what is visual effects? So it's like putting the uh, explosions in and the, uh, you know, like the, the fire, the, the blood hits, the um, um, anything they're not doing in camera. So in camera, like, you know, if there's like some sparks or car thing happening, explosion happening in camera, that's called special effects. Okay. And then visual effects is all post-production. Oh, the stuff like, yeah. The egg, the, okay. The very end of the pipeline there. So, oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Anything notable that you worked on that's worth mentioning? Oh, no. I mean, just a, well, now I'm going to sound like a, like I'm bragging. But I was really happy to be a part of this show. But um, I was going to say a small, sh tiny show called Game of Thrones. Oh, on HBO, dude, that's so cool, <laughs> man. Just edit this part out because I just sound yeah. like a complete <laughs> a <-hole. laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, I always I like to joke when people say, you know, so tell me about yourself. I'm like, uh, something you'll find cool uh, was friends with Paul Rudd in high school. We used to hang out. Used to cruise down Wait, here. You? Uh huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love Paul Rudd. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Paul Rudd and I were. I just uh, did Ant Man. I just finished Ant Man three or 
quantum whatever it was yeah. uh it just came out but yeah or on the way out is it out it, it, I think out. it just came out yeah, yeah. yeah. someone's yeah. giving me the credits uh on the if you stay you know 15 minutes past the movie <laughs> you i want to watch so some uh names go across the screen and what's cool about that i guess is that you can live anywhere and do that now yeah it didn't used to be that way right yeah it used to have to be in la in fact my first job out there i um told them i lived in la because i just was trying to get figure out ways to get back because right. I, I went out there for acting and you know and some it didn't really go as as planned and i ended up moving back um, and I was just like, yeah, scheming ways to get back to LA. And I started this visual effects thing, um, studying it. And then I finally got, um, you know, a, whatever, a hit on the line or whatever, um, fishing metaphor, which I'm not a fisherman. So I, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Most people are going to probably catch there. it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, from a, a studio. And they were like, yeah, we're looking for locals only. And I was like, yeah, yeah local. perfect yeah he's like when can you interview i was like mm. he's like can you come in tomorrow i was like uh how about next week I'm a little busy so then i booked a flight and went out there and um met with them and it all went well and it's kind of where it started but, okay yeah. man that's super cool yeah, yeah so uh, the, the the other thing that people always find fascinating is that uh my high school sweetheart uh is married to a backstreet boy whoa yeah she's married to kevin richardson man Mm -hmm. imagine like how many women were obsessed and still about the backstreet boys yep and this girl got one yep wow yep yeah i'll never forget when she told me so you know i'm way older than i look dustin but so graduate high school back in 87 so what? yeah so in 88 Kristen graduated in 88 and yeah. that's when we dated for that year and i remember when we kind of parted ways because I went to seminary and then she went off to dance school down in Oklahoma. And I'll never forget, she ended up graduating the dance school, went out to become a rockette in New York, and then was doing some cruise ship stuff, doing some Disney cruises and different things. I'll never forget it. I And I don't have the letter anymore, I don't believe, but she sent me a letter because that's how you communicated back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pen and paper that's right. through the through the post office. Oh she sent me a letter and said, hey, I because I, uh, we, we stayed friends. And she said, I met this guy. His name's Kevin. He's a Ninja Turtle, but that's what he was doing in Disney. Uh, he's a Ninja Turtle, but it's he Ninja Turtle. Yeah, he was a Ninja Turtle. And he's just now uh found out that he made some new group that they're putting together called the backstreet boys and this was back before backstreet boys the were the boy backstreet bands boys. weren't as much of a thing no that yeah like no one had heard of wow. them yet like no, it what they hadn't done anything yet yeah. but she just was telling me that you know kind of keeping me up to date and i was like backstreet but what the what You're is like that Ninja turtles backstreet like, boys, what's what, going on <laughs> i don't know what was happening right <laughs> what now saying to me? Yeah. <laughs> what reality yeah and then of course you know long story short obviously i quickly uh, within the year, all of a sudden, I'm seeing Backstreet Boy. I'm like, oh, like whoa. Yeah, okay. they they were huge. Yeah, and still are in some circles. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So yeah, they got married. And I, I don't know. They have several kids, and they're doing great. So, but she, so she couldn't get an in sync person. No, it had to be a Backstreet she, Boy. She went for the Backstreet Boy. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's friends with all the people from NSYNC. I know that. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> all yeah. those wives are hanging out. Yeah. So anyway, that's my claim to fame. So yeah, don't feel bad about the Game of Thrones reference. That's awesome. Even though, dude, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I've oh, really? seen maybe one episode. Oh, you gotta watch it. Um, 
you got to watch it eventually. It's some it's some of the best storytelling. You know, you don't you could miss maybe the last season or the last few episodes. Yeah, um, which is a huge letdown. Yeah, for a lot of people. But that's um, what I heard. I still enjoyed it, but something happened. I I don't know if they were just rushed or um, I don't know. I can't really speak. She bothered you? That. No, she's oh, fine. okay. Okay. Nova, our cat is Nova Scooch. Yeah. Beautiful cat. Yes. Isn't she pretty? Yeah. Very territorial. Very much. Yeah. She's <laughs> since you're yeah. She's like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, this is my spot, by the way. In case you're wondering. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's cool. So you're in the music industry. Uh, how did that come about? Have you always been musically inclined? Oh or? man, I've been playing for too long. I'm not as young as I appear either, Timmy. Yeah. So um but yeah, I've been playing for too long. I think I kind of started, I was actually thinking about this and um, I believe it was a knee injury. Oh, that hurts. Oh, oh she oh, getting you? Oh, she's got claws. <laughs> you cool. You cool now? You going to be cool? I'll say we can kick her off. If oh. she gets you, if she gets you. <laughs> All right. We had to, I had to terminate Nova. <laughs> so it's like that comedian that yeah. says, He's uh he tells the whole crowd he's like yeah you know we had to put our dog down and everybody was like oh and he goes oh no 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 she wasn't sick we were just busy <laughs> <laughs> nice anyway so you're in the music scene and did does that start did that start oh yeah I was gonna say uh, I had a knee knee injury uh, it took me out of I was doing track and field at the time basketball in high school and um, picked up a guitar a friend of mine had a had a guitar and uh, let me borrow it. And that's where it just kind of started. Okay. So I don't know if I ever would have done it if I wasn't injured. Interesting. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, you're really good. I love your stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's all original, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's really niche. I um and still is. I I didn't realize the music I liked. You know, I kind of got into this. There's kind of an eclectic music group of friends I was with in college and um, the music we were listening to, I didn't realize how niche it was, yeah. you know, but it's just what I was attracted to. I mean, I just, I thought it was so cool, man. Some of these shows I, I still remember, um, very uh, vaguely today, vaguely, uh, they're very palpable still in my memory. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Where were we? Yeah. Well, uh, the music, uh, yeah. What is the style? Cause I, I feel like I would oh, yeah. say indie, I'd be like, it's kind of indie yeah, you know. it's hard to explain, and everyone has an opinion about it. But uh, I just say like indie folk. Oh, good. Uh, so I'm right. It dabbles in Americana, but it's just in, it's indie music, you know. And that's what I liked back then. And I just didn't realize how niche it was. You know, it's like looking back. I wish I could have gotten to something more uh, universal, or you know, it's like country music. Everyone yeah. loves country music. Yes, they do. Uh, I mean, there's some people that really hate it, but like if you look at the people that show up, it's like anyone can show up country, like families just uh all ages yeah and no i picked this thing that's like just kind of this pocket yeah of people and um you know you're just attracted to what you're yeah attracted to yeah i've never been a like i wouldn't say i'm a country fan but i mean yeah who doesn't like like chris stapleton dear god that guy's so freaking yeah, amazing i don't listen to country either really but yeah. uh is it walker hayes yeah he's great man yeah. like there's some people that just kind of hit and um i get it now i used to be very anti country but like as i've i don't know maybe just as i've gotten older or just kind of seen the music scene and i i'm like what a genre to be in because 
you have this huge fan. Everyone just kind of likes that twangy, whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be that. You don't have to go that deep. It's just kind of, yeah. you know, my tractor or my, and there's some country people very offended if they're listening to this, but, um, uh, and there's different levels of it. Of course. Sure. But I just felt like, man, why didn't I get into that? You know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I could see you and some friendly. Yeah. I could see you and some friends doing like a tiny house or a tiny desk. Oh show. yeah. I could see. Uh, yeah. Awesome, like man. that's, I love those. Oh, I do too, so man. Cool. Gosh, I love those things. And I love the, uh, I love all music. You know, as you know, my fiance, Jessica's in a, uh, has a band and, yeah. uh, she's got a, a, like you, it's, it's hard to nail down the style. Every time I tell someone about her music, I just have to let them hear it because it's yeah. like, what is she? I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of a folk rock blues. Yeah. Like she, jazz. Yeah, like it's I've, hard to, I've heard some of that. And it's got a great, she's got a great vibe, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. The neat thing is she's uh classically trained so she can sing opera. Uh, she doesn't oh, like that's that. Wild. That's not her thing, but she can sing it. That's like wild. she'll do it here at the house. And I'm just yeah. like, Whoa. So she found a style like, cause usually people kind of stick to that classical training but she kind of it's like almost has to bring it down to yeah. a, a regular level right yeah you can't be singing like that the type of music she's doing no huh? yeah. yeah she yeah she likes the real soulful um yeah so and she's <clears throat> she's uh committed to you know original music they do a few i think in a sh in a three-hour show she may throw in a few mashups of some covers but That's her fair. own style yeah um just for i don't know just to connect with people so people can go, ah, I know that song, yeah. you know, um, but she's really committed you gotta to do that. And I didn't do that. I made the mistake of not doing that. The first part of my career, I was like, no, these are my song. Like I, I want to show do these mine. people original music. I don't do covers and man, what a letdown for people just trying to have a beer and have a good yes. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you were gigging, up. uh, monthly in California. What, what were you, what places were you gigging at? Like oh, coffee shops or everywhere. bar clubs? can't remember the name of some of them um god i'd have to like look it up I but it wasn't more it was probably it wasn't like theater style because that's not your your vibe oh here she is she's back damn cat <laughs> <laughs> he got me again again i don't know what it, that cat loves you man mm -hmm. love it so yeah, the music, the where you played, the, the gigs that you guys yeah, did. Yeah, we we go all around LA. So uh, the Moroccan Lounge, um, Harvard and Stone, uh, played the Mint. We played like these old school, like kind of punk style clubs downtown. And is there a huge music kind of vibe out there and everywhere? Yeah, <clears throat> I'd say there is. It's just it's kind of all over the place. You know, like when I first moved out there, I kind of thought it'd be a uh, certain vibe but it's it's really just kind of all over the place and then there's like all these clubs that have like um maybe more metal stuff going on um yeah what what years were you in california oh man were you there during don't, fucking covid time don't ask me that i was oh my god uh, dude we were locked down like didn't go out I, everyone kind of lost their minds for a little bit I think. <laughs> more so than other places <laughs> I know it got a bad rap. I mean, I, yeah. I wasn't there, so it's only hearsay, but I can't tell you how many videos I saw of we're leaving California. This place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can only keep people locked up for so long. I mean, we're all doing it for health and safety reasons and 
and I was all for that. It's just, I think there's just a time limit on that stuff. Like people are just, they gotta, it got, it became too much. Yeah. Yeah. Especially once we realized that, you know, it's not going to, if you get COVID, your chances are really good. You're going to well, be okay. We didn't know enough about it. I think that's the right, thing. Right. right. And I'm sure people can debate that all they want, but uh, we just didn't know. Yeah. Early on, no one knew. So we were, you know, California and other states played that kind of safe. They took the extreme safe side, which makes sense. Yeah. And then some people, you know, states a little more lenient yeah. or not. So there's California and Florida. there's Florida. Yeah, Florida's just like, nah, we're good. It's like, hey, we're just going yeah. for it. We're the wild, wild west, everybody. You know, it's America. We gotta, you know, don't think mm -hmm. pot of every all these. Uh, Absolutely, not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, California is beautiful. I I wouldn't want to live there just from the cost of living. I had a friend. Um, well, you were talking about even the apartment that I live in. Oh man, this thing, this would be four grand out there oh yeah you'd be paying for it yeah which is especially nice. if it was close to the beach yeah and at a certain point you just got to ask yourself does it make sense right be paying that much and be out there like what it, like why are you there like yeah. what are you i mean if you're in the industry that that makes sense and something you got to be there but those kind of questions you know started creeping up after a while i'm just like there's so much money man yeah um but it's still uh, with that all said i mean i still love my time out there yeah, yeah. Where were you exactly? What where were you in California? Um, I was in man, I started first one out there, I was in Santa Monica. I've kind of lived everywhere in LA. The most time was like uh Beverly Hills area. I was say, didn't you live in the Beverly yeah. Hills? What, that, <laughs> that sounds dope. Yeah. That sounds dope, dude. You know what's funny about that though? Is like we were Beverly Hills adjacent. <laughs> which <laughs> which I've seen by a street. Like we like across the street, we could see the white signs. That's where it starts. Yeah. And we were on the other side of that. So technically we weren't Beverly Hills. You were in the hood of Beverly yeah, Hills. Yeah, exactly. Well, they call it Beverly Hills adjacent or some people do. I don't even know if that's a real thing. Um, was that the address? Like, was that the city? If I was to send you the mail? The city was Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. So we just, we just missed that thing. And I honestly, I, I bet you the places just across the way might've been an extra $700,000. Just for I, to say on yeah, your on your sure. envelope beverly hills mm -hmm. that's what everybody that's a dream man um but yeah it's great stuff great walking distance uh you know restaurants and bars and stuff like that but yeah yeah i liked beverly hills i you know there's something um i'm not a bougie person though there are things that i like yeah. you know like i have a louis yeah, vuitton wallet i mean there's certain things yeah. that's like but I don't wear watches and I don't wear bling. I don't, you know, I'm just not into that, but there are some things that I really do like, like if I'm going to wear, I like nicer clothes just because of the wear and tear. And, yeah. but yeah, there's, there's an allure. Yeah. I loved, I mean, I was there with my son and we were in Beverly Hills and Rodeo drive and, you know, it's yeah. just, yeah, it was cool, man. All the shops and we would walk in and don't tell you about Beverly Hills is uh, everything closes down super early. Really? Like that's something I, I was surprised and, and didn't like, I mean, like, you know, eight or nine o'clock, everything's pretty much shut down. There's no like late night things happening over there. Um, it's mainly just shopping. And there was a, I remember there was a wine bar we used to go to, um, and they would stay open until like two or three. And it was like the only place. So it'd be like packed, it'd just yeah. be crowded. 
And uh, but yeah, most mostly everything in Beverly Hills shuts down. So you know, you see, the, you hear like the Weezer song, Beverly Hills. <laughs> you just think it's like this big party place and yeah. all this stuff's happening. It's like no, everyone goes to bed at like eight or nine o'clock. It's <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I I can tell you go that back to their big mansion. while I was in Beverly Hills, I saw uh, a Lamborghini Aventador. I uh, saw I it, yeah. and it was all gold. Yeah. And I saw a a uh crystal something mercedes i yeah. saw a yellow convertible rolls royce that was pimped i mean just pimp yeah. every it was like it wasn't the stock model it was pimped oh man and you name it i can't even i'm never so, i saw everything yeah. you could imagine as you i mean you live there i mean it's oh, just yeah. like the cars that you dream about they're all there and they love to drive it around that area yeah they love it and they'll like park and just seeing people sitting outside their car and um and groups will just come to you know if it's it's car gets up there it's like a million dollar car people are going to notice and they uh start gathering around and they're just like sitting there like oh this uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're like hey can i shoot my music video in yeah, front of your exactly. car <laughs> yeah. yeah you totally could do oh uh, so i'm this is a question i'm sure you get asked a lot or people are curious about that are listening online um any famous people that you ran into like while you were there? Oh man. Um, yes, definitely. I'm a part of the television Academy, uh, where I get to vote on the Emmys. Yeah. So they throw a lot of these parties for, for one. I mean, it's like two different things. I would run into people occasionally. Um, and I have one really great story about that. Uh, but also with the television Academy, they set up these events where, um, Sorry, I got distracted. Yeah, so what's going phone, on? Over I know there? what's squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> they have these events they throw for the members, and they'll like bring all the actors out, and they like kind of, you know, line you up, and you just meet the leads of all these shows or directors, and uh, get a picture with them and things like that. So it's got it's a pretty cool deal. But um, yeah. so a lot through that. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah. Um, um, I met Aquaman in the desert um, one magical evening. Jason Momoa. That's the one. Dude, is he as big yeah. and as handsome as he looks like he is? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a confident uh, heterosexual man. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a sexy beast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we met. I was with a friend, another VFX artist, and we had just finished Game of Thrones stuff and saw him and he was walking he's like flip-flops and we're gonna see a show called godspeed you black emperor uh or by a band called godspeed you black emperor really great really cool music and probably one of my favorites uh, shows live shows um but anyway saw him walking around and he's like that's jason Momoa. i'm like like no yeah i mean a lot of people look like other people sure. you know and but sure enough uh came by a few times and it was like kind of before the show got started. So there weren't a ton of people around just yet. Yeah. And they were like, well, we just got to say hi. And <clears throat> I'm pretty sure my friend initiated it. Cause I don't know if I would have, um, but like, he was just like, Hey, uh, just wanted to say hi. We worked on Drogon and uh, which was the dragon's name, which is named after his character in the show. Oh, okay. And, uh, <clears throat> just wanted to say hi and whatever. And he's like, wow, that's really cool. And, um, just was super friendly. And he was like, he was like, by the end of it, he was like, yeah, why don't you, he's like, here, why don't you guys just, why don't you take my number? And then we're just like, what? 
okay, Jason Momoa. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're, you know, you're a visual effects artist. I'm a director and whatever. But um, yeah, the whole evening was kind of a blur, but I remember <laughs> he was buying, he bought me drinks and uh, it's just like, I remember he asked me where I was from. I said, Beverly Hills. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> He's like, we need to, you're too clean. He's like, you're just way too clean. And he started kicking some dirt on me <laughs> on my shoes. I'm like, I wouldn't maybe not put up with this for, with a lot of people, but right. you just kind of let him. I'm kind of honored. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, honored. Yeah. And he's like wrestling with me a little bit, like kind of got me in headline. I'm like, you know, this guy just, I'm just going to let him do whatever he's going to do to me. I'm just, I'm such a tiny guy compared to him, but, uh, uh, he was a blast, man. I had a, had a lot of fun. Yeah. I've heard he's a really yeah. cool dude. Yeah, you went to you go to the bar and you stack like three different IPAs. Wolf Among Weeds is the, the brand he was buying, and it's really great beer by um the name of that company. Uh, this brewery out in Los Angeles. Well, yeah, he would stack three at a time, and I don't think he was giving them away. I think he went back several times. I'm like, dude, I know wow. you're a big guy, but how much can you? Those are high, you know, yeah, APV or whatever. So, um. Really cool guy though. That was that was a blast. I got a picture with him, which uh, I'll send you. Yeah, was, no, that'd uh, be so cool. Yeah, but still have his number in my phone. I did text him a couple times. Okay, did he reply? He did not reply. <laughs> so I'm not sure what's going on. Like I thought we had a great time. <laughs> I feel like I went on a date. Like had a great date. You're like, <laughs> man, I, I thought it, I thought the thing was going well. Yeah. I thought we were going to go on a second. <laughs> yeah. Ready, like to be buzz with them and like do some visual effects, like we work together and man, nothing. That's it's kind of messed up, right? So funny, bro. He's probably getting hit up by I love a it. lot of people though. I'm sure. I would imagine. I would imagine. You know, like I think at that point, like whoever has your contacts is probably hitting you up regularly. And then your emails and like I don't know how you control it. I think you kind of just give that all that stuff away at that point. Like yeah. have a manager. Yeah, here's my phone. Deal with it. Yeah, I don't know. I know that I only know this is. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but it's. I'm going to admit it. So I'll blame yes. my fiance. We watched Paris and Love, the oh. reality show, okay. uh, with her getting married to what's his face. I can forget his name now. Anyway, uh, but in there, she gets like a new phone once a month because people get her number and different things, and so. Whoa. And, and she just gives her phone to her assistant and she's like, give me a new phone with the new, you know, give me a new number, new phone or whatever. And her assistant would then field some calls for a bit off that other phone. So she would just be like, whoa. And you got, I mean, yeah. If you're Paris fucking Hilton, I can yeah. imagine like, like you oh, said, I didn't know it's Paris Hilton. the, the, the number of inquiries and calls, even from just friends yeah, would be insane. Yeah. I just can't even, I can't even imagine, you know, uh, it's funny. I think it's every, probably easier at a certain point just to give your phone away. I guess so. Get a new one. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. I know Joe Rogan's talked about doing that. He's like, he changes his number all the time and he's got four or five different phones. Oh man. You know, and imagine it, all the people wanting to hit up Joe Rogan oh, just to hang gosh. out. Hey man. Cause he seems like such a cool <laughs> dude. Grab a beer. Dude. I yeah. sent him a letter. Did you? I did. I sent him a letter said I have a podcast and you know, no and yeah, I, I was like, why not? I figured yeah. I'd, I'm, you know, I know he the email. I was like, there's no way I was like, I'm going to send a fucking letter yeah. to his headquarters where he offices or whatever. I haven't, I, I didn't hear anything. He hasn't called yeah. me. He didn't call you back either. No dude. What is with these guys? I man? don't know, man. He thinks he's a big deal. I guess he's not heard my podcast. No. Once they, <laughs> once they make a dollar or two, they just change. I know. Damn. 
Damn it. Well, uh, so yeah, I want to talk about some, let's go deep a little bit. So you and I share, um, and we won't go to get into details obviously, and don't say anything you don't want to say. Um, I went through a divorce about four years ago. Oh yeah. Um, and man, you know, I've said this before. It's worth repeating. It's one of the worst things that, you know, I think a person can go through. It is. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Even wow. when now on the other side of it, uh, it's the best thing ever. You know, yeah. I, I think my, my ex would say the same thing, you yeah, know, those things coexist at the same time. It's weird, bro. It you know, really coming from that Christian world, people say, well, you need to do what's right, which what they're thinking they mean is that you should stay to, you just stay together, just stay together. Yeah. But man, in our situation, again, my, I think my ex would concur. Yes, it was the most painful thing both of us went through, but I think we're way better. Way, I can't speak for her. I can tell for myself. Yeah, I am so much happier. Yeah. Um, and this is not a reflection on her. I was just saying that as a person, right. I'm, you know, right. now I'm, I have a fiance and we're just so compatible. I've met my, <laughs> I've met my person. You know, I've just <laughs> met, you know, I've just met someone nice. that I just feel so like I've known her my whole life. That's so cool. It's, it's, and I would have never met her had I not got divorced. And I yeah. would have never known what it was like to be this uh, compatible and this thrilled about a partnership. Yeah. And and again, this is no reflection on my ex. She's a wonderful woman. She's the mother of my right. children. I have nothing bad to say about it her. It never is. Because I think like when you're with somebody, you know, you pick someone because uh, you like so much about things about them. It's like they're not bad people. Right. Just because you break up at the end, like say you're together five, 10 years, whatever, uh, you break up at the end, then, then they're the worst person in the world and you should hate them. And it's like, no, you, they're a good time. That's you know right. What I mean, like it's hard to, it was a good chapter in the book. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So when you went through your divorce, was it, was it tough at all or no? Was it cupcakes oh, and roses? Man, it was so hard. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was good. Like sunshine, <laughs> rainbows, gluten-free, uh, <laughs> cupcakes. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, man, it was like the hardest, hardest time and, and, uh, best of times, you know, those, those things, I think they can coexist. You know, I, I decided to travel, which I highly recommend. Uh, if you're ever going through anything hard, just start traveling, go to yeah. Europe. If you're from Europe, come to America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, well, yeah, where, where all did you go? Uh, I was in Croatia mostly. What what's who's out there? Did you know someone out there? Was a, Jason out a, there and he invited you out? Yeah, Jason was out there. <laughs> I saw he was doing a shoot. I was just gonna come by and say hi, and they wouldn't let me in. Hey Jay, I'm coming yeah. to you, baby. Yeah. I texted him, I let him know I was coming. I don't know why they were so freaked out when I, <laughs> I showed up at his in his bedroom. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, uh sorry, lost what was the question? Where we go? Where all'd you go? Where all'd you travel? Oh, yeah. And what's in Croatia? That oh man! So I had a friend out there, a nomad friend, which uh, I wasn't familiar with the nomad life at that time, but he had been doing it for several years, I think, at that point. Which I want you to tell me about what that means. But go sure, ahead. sure, yeah. But he was out there, and uh, he invited me. I told him kind of what happened, and he invited me, and was like, "Why don't you come out here and just decompress, you know, for a few weeks or whatever?" And I was like, "That sounds perfect." So I went out there and uh, I did, you know, I spent like this a few weeks and I, um, I don't know what was going on with my job situation, but it was completely remote uh, if it wasn't moving towards that. So I worked the whole time I was out there. And, um, and then uh, the more I just kind of 
thought about it, I was like, what is, what would bring me back? Like why I have no ties there, you know, Yeah. Uh, in Los Angeles. And, um, I was like, why don't I just try this thing where I move around a little bit and just gotta see where it goes. So yeah, I started, it didn't last very long, but, um, yeah, I was spent a lot of time in Croatia and, uh, visited like Rome. I was in Paris. Dude, I love um, Rome. Oh, isn't it beautiful? It's, I liked it. If I'm honest, I think I liked it better than Paris. Paris was fabulous because mm -hmm. it, it's Paris, but Paris was Paris. dirtier than I thought. It is. It is. It's very dirty. It's dirty. People don't talk about that side of Paris, mm -mm. you know? Um, but it has, Paris has a cool vibe. Um, Rome was just beautiful. And I don't know if it's just because there's so much history there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it goes back 2000 yeah, plus years or whatever. Dude. And just the way the light hits the buildings over there. It's magical. It really is. Um, God, where else did I go? So your job, just because of what you do, it's all online. You were just able to. Yeah. What'd you do I, to Airbnb it? Just Airbnb it? You yeah. Hostel it? Or? Man, I got like the best Airbnbs and they're super cheap over there compared to what you'd pay for rent. So actually I live cheaper. Uh, you can live cheaper traveling the world. Then you can live it in California. you can in California. Yeah. <laughs> and probably different parts of Kansas City. I mean, it, interesting. It's gone up quite a bit over here too. Yeah. So what is a nomad? What's that? I think I know uh, what it means, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know the exact definition, but basically someone who just travels and, uh, or stays different places. Um, so he basically has a storage unit where his stuff is and he just lives. Yeah. That's kind of, or you can sell all your stuff. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but you can move around in different zones. You know, if you're not going to get like a, you know, a nomad, uh, what do you call it? Like permit or whatever to be there, uh, for more than three months, there's like different zones you can be in three months at a time. And they'll just move, move around. So you can wow. go for three to six months, depending on what your deal is. And, um, uh, just move to a different place. Like my buddy was in, he was, he lived in Rome for like three months. Then he moved over to, uh, Croatia and, uh, I don't know. He's been all over the place, but, um, and also works remotely. I would yeah, assume. Yeah. He does like digital marketing and, wow. and I've met a lot of these people. I've been to like the nomad meetups and, they all have a very interesting story. You're just like, you know, cause I, I was new to it and I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah, don't you have like, what's the deal? Like family, they all have different stories. They're just like, yeah, I just had no time. I'm just traveling. And some of them are starting businesses and are working with different people. And that's kind of their thing or influencers, a lot of influencers wow. going around. They're just taking pictures of themselves everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, here I am in yeah. Croatia. Here I am in Paris. Yeah. I started picking up on some travel. I tried to do that, you know, for a little bit. I was just like, why not? I'm just going to travel and take photos and talk about the places I was at, which, you know, Anthony Bourdain, I think, had like the best job in the world. You know, it's so sad to hear, you know, the way it ended, but I'm like, what is his story? <laughs> that sounds familiar. Well, uh, you know, he was doing like the food. He was a chef, I think, in the beginning. And, I don't know all the details of, I just know it was like a, it seemed to be like a suicide. suicide yeah. yeah. That's right. He was friends with Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan's talked yeah. about him. That's why I know about it. But dude, like traveling to new countries, cities, and like getting to know their culture and the foods and, oh man, that was just, I can't think of anything I'd rather do. Yeah. And uh, that was like his job. I mean, I don't know. He has obviously pressures from sure. all over at that point, but um 
It oh. does have an allure to it. I know that oh, yeah. my job has a busy season, kind of like a school teacher that's off in the summer for me, that puts some busy time. For me, it's a December, January, and February are my, like I could work remotely because I'm not actually officiating weddings, but mm. I'm, I'm booking a lot of weddings. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so weddings. I thought, man, you know what? I could just FaceTime all my bookings. I could do everything remotely. And I was going to spend a, a month in uh, Rome or Paris. Oh, you should have. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. No, because fucking COVID, you know, uh, yeah. like I had a plan. I was going to do it in, in 2020, 2021. And then just some of the restrictions. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to get fucking caught out there. And yeah, I was worried about that. I dealt with some of that uh, when I first started it. And um, I was real nervous, man. The first time I got on a plane, like I had all the masks. I mean, what the N95? Right. I had like three the shield, on top of that. The, and the I, hazmat suit. I remember getting off that plane, and I remember the girl next to me. Uh, I watched, ended up watching the, we watched the same movie where just like she was traveling. I don't know, meeting her family, and um, but when she first saw me, she was kind of like wide eyed. I was like, why is this girl like scared? Of me? I don't know what's going on, and uh, I think it was because my mask situation was pretty intense. But when I when I when I got off the plane, uh, at our back. Uh, in Croatia, actually, at that time, to the apartment, I took took a mask off. I had these huge lines just from where it was digging into my face <laughs> and cutting the circuit, and it was painful. But I was like, "This is what I have to do," you know. I don't want to catch this thing. And um, you know, I think the European travel is a little safer, uh, or was at the time. Everybody yeah. had to be like, you had to show all these papers and document, and it was a, it was a lot of hoops to jump through at that time. Luckily, they've let up yeah. on that. But even going anywhere, I, I think being, back then you had to. Did you have to be vax vaccinated? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, I remember like going uh, even in bars in Paris, and you have to show your your vax card. They were protesting at that time too because yeah. they thought this was like you know Nazi papers, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. You're a like, big deal. guys, I'm from California. I'm totally used yeah, to this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, used to the Nazi regime. Like, regime. Uh -huh. Yeah, they were like. <laughs> Some people wouldn't even, you know, go. I think like I met up with some people and they were, they had just done like a temporary, uh, or maybe they had it and got, I don't know, like where they didn't have to get the vax. Yeah. But they had a temporary thing where they could go out for a bit. Yeah. And they were just like, you know, living it up because they could go into you know, a bar or whatever because they weren't allowing them in. Oh you know? my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember showing them card and they'd scan this thing the european one like is all on their phone yeah which why wouldn't it be on your phone right but we have these like paper cards i was like i'm gonna lose like how are people not losing these yeah. once you lose that then you can't even get out of the country you're just stuck there yeah i was like this is just a crazy time so i i had that thing like i don't know i would put it like in zipper jet parts of my jacket and yeah and have it everywhere i went but luckily i found i got something on my phone eventually i could just show them yeah uh, I remember they scanned it one time and all the scanners were going green, you know, letting people in. The mind popped up red. And then he was like, you're good. <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but I was like, I, I think like it expired or whatever. I was like, they're obviously don't, they don't really care that much. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of them. They had to conform sure. to those regulations. Sure. Um, yeah, it was an interesting time to be out there. Man, it's it was an interesting time to just be alive. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just a yeah, it was fascinating. 
and and then it the this the I don't know what the, how what the proper word is, but just the division that it created. The oh my god, the you know the us against them, those yeah. that are and uh, you know the vaxxed and the unvaxxed, and it's like oh my Broke god, families and Jesus, it definitely have like thank God, you know it's it's settled down. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, totally. I mean, I still see people wearing masks today, though. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, like outside they're jogging outside. wearing a mask, and I'm like. That always baffled me from day one. Me too. Or in their car alone. That always baffled me. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, what are you going to catch COVID one. from yourself? Yeah. I remember weird. going down like a, a, a rabbit hole of like the comment thread section or whatever about that. Yeah. And I remember one guy was like, well, I just like work at the hospital and I forget to take it off sometimes when I'm in the car. Yep. And I was like, or Uber that, Uber drivers. That actually makes sense. I get yeah, that. Like yeah. you just forget. Yeah. But like you're in your car by yourself. And you have your Uber driver, maybe there's like bacteria. But if you're not, right. And it's just you in there and you're wearing a mask, that's different. I mean, it's curious. It's not like a poisonous gas. I mean, maybe they're looking at it like that. Like yeah. it's just all over the city. We didn't know a lot, so I think the fear early on, yeah. But, but now when you see it, it, if you're still doing it something's wrong something's going on yeah there's fears got you before yeah. you're still watching some weird something on tv Outside, about it hiking like you're on a on a mountain or something and you're wearing a mask um i don't know i don't really i don't want to hang out with that person no, me <laughs> that's all i want to say <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to yeah, put it that's yeah. a nice that's, that's a nice way to say nothing it bad yeah i don't have anything bad to say about him but i definitely don't I want to hang out with them don't want to hang out with them yeah <laughs> i remember my, they don't want to hang out with me yeah right exactly they do not so i uh my neighbors here in the i live in an apartment on the plaza and my neighbors across the hall have have since moved but they were the super freaked out family, right? They were mask gloves. Um, even in oh, their wow. apartment, they were now again, mask they might've been caused yeah, right. They yeah. might've been compromised, immunity compromised, whatever. So I'm not, I am making fun of them, but, <laughs> but, but you'll understand this in a minute. Yeah. So they're like over the top, over the top. They were, they're literally grocery shopping. All their groceries were out in the hall of their right out here. And they would, Spray oh, it all down. And yeah, we did that for a while. It's a, oh. I I remember one time they came, they opened their door and I saw them in their in there and they're wearing like latex gloves and like goggles and yeah. masks. They all got COVID. Oh, and they weren't going the whole, anywhere? No. The whole fucking family got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just How like I was a little bit more like the Florida crowd. I'm the like shit man i ain't gonna lock myself down i think it has to do with like your mental health too like immunity your immune system yeah you know they can affect it so i don't know yeah i did get it i got covid yeah first time it was you know where you got it dude so here so the first time i got it, it was before the the vaccination came out which like literally i got it before the vaccination was available mm. i was considering getting vaccinated but once I got it, I was like, well, I know. I mean, I'm yeah, you're immune. Yeah, I'm wow. immune. Right. Like, yeah. so anyway, I, I got COVID. It wasn't that bad. I got over it within a week. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah, very lucky. And then, well, my, my dad was in the hospital in ICU. Like, he didn't, he almost died. Yeah, so it's a serious thing for yeah. some people. My dad, he's overweight and has some issues. So 
for me, it got it, got over. It was fairly whatever. Then the vaccination came out and I'm like, fuck that. I already got it. I'm more immune than all of y'all. Well, then I went to a big party, uh, a big wedding vendors party. And most everybody was vaccinated there and ended up, I got a text. Hey, someone that was vaccinated tested positive for COVID. Yeah, you still get it. Spread right. COVID. Well, that was before we didn't know this. Oh. And then we're like, what? Yeah. We thought that if you got the fucking yeah. vaccine, you know, so could, you know, yeah. then you go down that rabbit hole. But anyway, so I got COVID a year later again from a vaccinated person. Mm. Um, but at yeah, that event, I, I got the text. You're like, how this even Well, I didn't even get it. Because I had just got over COVID like two months oh, before. Yeah, lucky you. So, yeah. So I was at this event just breathing all this great COVID air, but I'd already had it. So I was immune to it at that point. What? I didn't understand it, man. I, yeah, I didn't understand it because uh, I was uh, in Paris and uh, went out with this. Um, uh, what was it? I don't know, a group of people I, I met there, but um. Oh, it was like a pub, uh, crawl, pub crawl, I guess, if oh, you will. Cool. Yeah, something like that. And um, the guy next to, I sat next to most of the night and was having conversations with. Um, so like a, a few days later, after I got back to L.A., um, this is on my way back from Europe, uh, they, they sent out a text and said, hey, guys, sorry, he had, we actually can't leave. Um, Paris right now we're gonna have to stay here and, and he tested positive and um, I was right next to dude like all evening and then like you know some of those pubs are tinier and yeah so yeah but I didn't didn't ever get it oh yeah. you never got it some well, people are immune I don't know what happened or I mean, don't have very many symptoms I there, I got sick um, like I don't know if it was last January maybe the year before that and um, I tested and tested negative but very similar symptoms but i've been around people in um yeah in new york and i remember like a whole group got it there i was with except for me so i don't know if i'm just immune at different times when yeah. it's going on but well i know some uh, people just yeah. don't have symptoms my dad was uh got it really really bad mm. and wound up in i think i mentioned this already but he was in the icu but my mom right in the same house with him laying in the same bed with him never got it yeah like never at all yeah so some, they dark. say that some people are were just they're already just immune to it for whatever reason yeah which like that's cool yeah super cool lucky them, lucky us I guess. yeah I no doubt so you traveled through europe did that cure you of your uh, divorce it, <laughs> <laughs> not quite i think i i liked to let people believe that was the case but um um uh, but yeah a lot of healing happened over there I was kind of like, uh, I would say, like if you're going through heartbreak, you might as well be looking at um, beautiful sculptures and Absolutely. paintings and scenery and the Colosseum because it, it was a gr the greatest distraction, I think, from all that. But also, you're dealing with like you know these art pieces that move you yeah. in different ways. So emotionally, it kind of it was healing. Like I think seeing the Mona Lisa was the most healing thing I've ever been through. Yeah, I had an experience with that, which I really it sounds strange. I know, like, yeah, tell me know. about this because I didn't get to see it. The Louvre was fucking closed when oh, I was in no. Paris. Was it? <laughs> it was. Yeah, you got. I was go to there. The I was there literally the day after the Notre Dame fire. 
No way. Yes. So Dude. that happened. I have the newspaper. I have the newspaper from France. I was really? there the day after the newspaper came out. I bought the newspaper. I saw Notre Dame like up close after the aftermath. Yeah, when it has all the yeah story and all that. Yeah, it was still smoldering when I saw Dude, it. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, what were you saying? Yeah, the oh, Mona Lisa. How did it? Yeah. You? So I don't. I don't know. I can't explain it exactly, but um, and I've heard other people having this experience, but I walked in and it was like. She just was looking right through me and I just immediately got emotional and just started weeping. Fascinating. I don't know what it was. It was just, it was so beautiful to me. And I just kind of thought the person who made this, they really loved this person or image, like how much love went into it. Yeah. And it just struck me. And, uh, I just felt like this, it was kind of like this feminine energy. Yeah. That came over me and it just kind of cradled me yeah and i don't know man that's i just sat awesome. there i looked at it for a while and i cried and then i moved on wow that's cool but it just it gripped me yeah yeah the sistine chapel i wish that i would have i didn't i didn't know what to expect oh yeah you know that it, was really cool the thing that i i guess found unfortunate is it's not like the nelson uh, museum of art which you you just you know you go in you check in and you just walk around at a at a leisure and you go wherever you want whenever you oh, want you right. just kind of walk around yeah, no, no. no they're directing you the whole time. It, and not only not only are they directing you the it's 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 a river of people i mean it's you're funneled in and it's just move yeah. the river's moving like and cattle yes yes yeah. it's like a like you're a herd of cattle yeah so by the time I got to where to, by the time I got to the Sistine chapel, I could have cared less. Yeah. Seriously. I was like, yeah. get me the fuck yeah. out of this, man. I, the crowds were too much. I That's felt, funny. I yeah. felt claustrophobic and I wouldn't say I'm a super claustrophobic person. Yeah. Like I can get in elevators and I'm fine, but I felt like I was in a casket, man. It was, yeah. I hated it. It was terrible. So that was the bummer. I didn't realize it was going to be that. It was smaller than I thought it would be. I think that's something oh the mona lisa yeah it's no, real small well this mona lisa too oh. but also the sistine chapel oh yeah very much yeah agreed um and i don't yeah i just was I, it crowded when you went to yes uh <laughs> yeah it was pretty crowded um i don't think as much as it usually is because it was oh. during that and that was kind of during the time where people weren't traveling as much oh gotcha less tourists but um yeah i remember looking at it and just kind of taking it i, I was more like impressed that somebody fucking painted that person like basically did that whole thing like that's insane yeah so many paintings yeah i thought it was interesting there's one is that, is that michelangelo is that yeah. right okay yeah wait yeah sistine okay. chapel okay. yeah okay yeah we're like <laughs> his, <laughs> history buffs yeah. <laughs> i'm uh, teaching a class on friday it's one of the ninja turtles <laughs> <laughs> you this uh, one painting of the backstreet yeah, boys it was so cool friend uh, <laughs> might know one of them um I believe they call that a recall in comedy, right? <laughs> That's right. You know what it's called? That's right. Um, yeah, what was the question? Yeah, oh, I was going to say, I thought it was interesting because there's one of them that's smaller, I believe, than all the others. And it's where he started and realized it was too small. And then the rest of them are all the same size. Oh, very like cool. The ceiling tiles yeah. or whatever. Um, kind of knew some of that stuff going in and. It was just cool to see. Yeah. yeah. I was glad I got to see it, you know, and I did, yeah. I did snap a picture of the ceiling and 
Yeah. I, yeah, I did too. It's just unbelievable. Shh, don't tell me. Oh, you're not. I, I don't think I was. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, uh, when we we're talking about Jason Momoa, he went in and blasted it up, man. Just video and everything. And everyone was, everyone's so pissed. Uh, I remember seeing like, cause he put it on Instagram. Then he had to do an apology video. And sorry, I was just excited and I didn't know it. Or <laughs> they didn't stop him. Did you, know? you did you text him and say, "Hey, buddy, you better take that down." Yeah, immediately. He was like, "Oh, yeah. okay." He did. Thanks, thanks, he Dustin. Did not. Yeah. <laughs> so. so you you go you go. How long were you gone again? Um, what do you mean in Europe? Yeah. How long did you? Uh, travel? I was there three or four months. Three. Man, yeah. dude, so cool. Yeah. So three or four months, you're traveling around. You're dealing with this divorce. Yeah. Um. What? Just curious. Was your divorce fairly quick? Like. Cause you don't have kids. So yeah, everything happened fairly quick. It's so it like, probably wasn't super messy. No, it was kind of like ripping the bandaid off in a yeah. lot of ways, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. I've heard a lot of horror stories about all that. So, yeah. Um, so you get back to California after traveling. Yeah. And it just felt like a fish out of water. I mean, I just, is that when you then moved back here to Kansas city? Yeah, I came back and I was only planning on coming back for a couple of weeks, like two or three weeks for the holidays. Oh, so you left your stuff there and just flew yeah, here to hang yeah, out. Yeah, I okay. still have stuff there. I need to go get it. <laughs> yeah, so it in an apartment? Storage unit there. Oh, a storage yeah. unit. Yeah. Are even uh, storage units like $6,000 a month? They're too expensive. Yeah, like I think I have like a 10-foot storage unit, and I'm paying almost 400 bucks a month. We're here. That that'd, right? be, yeah. that'd be 80 bucks a month. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah, like 80 bucks. Like, how do they get away with this? $400. That's nearly, you could get a really not good place to live for that. I need to go get it, man. I feel like an idiot the longer it's there. Yeah. <laughs> you convinced me. I'm going right now. Yeah. Good. You're yeah, like, I'm going to cancel this. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. I got to go. I got to get a U-Haul. You're like, you're, that's right. That's expensive. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, but if you came back, did you not have an apartment there? Or were you living in the storage unit? <laughs> no, I moved out. I moved out of the apartment I was in. I was staying with uh, some friends for a bit and um yeah that was my plan to go back maybe to la i really didn't have much of. A oh i get you so you like, moved out yeah. put your stuff in storage thought you'd come here for and a few weeks me go back yeah. got so you i was actually grateful i could even do that um but yeah i was kind of unsure yeah. of what i was going to do at that point in my life yeah um what what kept you here oh a girl oh it's yeah sad. yeah girls have that kind of classic. power over us yeah yeah, I came back every couple of weeks, met someone, and then we've we've been hanging out ever since. Like, she, I, you know, I told her, I was like, you know, I'm looking for, because she was like, well, you're a nomad. Like, are you even going to be here? Where do you live? You know, all these questions. Yeah, yeah where where are you staying? <laughs> yeah, you have friends here. Yeah, uh, friends, family. Oh, okay, yeah, very cool. Staying with my parents for a bit, and uh, yeah. I told her, um, you know, I'm looking for someone to ruin my travel travel plans. Honestly, <sighs> like I had a blast overseas, and I was going to keep doing that. I was actually planning to go to Tulum after that. I was going to spend three months there and then bounce around God knows where. And, um, yeah, I told her, you know, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking for someone to ruin my travel plans. And I kind of threw that out, not really thinking much about it. And then she did. She that, ruined them. That's so cool. In the best of ways. Yeah. But that's what you want, right? And you, you weren't, want so you weren't, keep you. absolutely. Like from, you weren't looking for her, obviously you, you came no. back here to kind of just, yeah, you were just here for a little bit. Yeah. How'd you meet her by the way? I don't Now You say I wasn't looking for her. However, I didn't meet her on a dating app. Oh, okay. So, um, like when you came back, you had a dating app. Which yeah. one? Craigslist or? 
Yeah, Craigslist <laughs> dating. Dude, I did them all. I did Bumble, Tinder, Hinge. Hinge was yeah, my favorite. Bumble. Uh, we met on Bumble and Tinder. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, oh man, I got those dating apps. Like before, dating apps were like more acceptable. You know, they're more accepted in our society. Yeah. It's kind of like everyone kind of does them. Sure. Um, I remember getting out of a long relationship. This girl I almost married in my twenties, and um, I did some photographs with. That's when I was kind of more doing the acting. I was looking for more headshots or whatever. Yeah. And she did these, these photos of me that were like, you know, I didn't have to pay up front and then she could use them for eye stock photo or whatever. Right. And so she did, and I didn't think much of it. And then, um, I just got out of this relationship and like, literally it was like a month or two out, uh, my face just popped up on MySpace dating. This is back when MySpace was a thing. Right. And there was like one of three, pictures when you refresh my space right it was over the top corner <laughs> and i was like oh my god and it, and it had like a whole bio for me yeah. it was like <laughs> listens to radio like his, it was like the like, username was okay radiohead which i'm not totally against like it's kind of cool yeah but just like here for good music and a good time and i was like and i knew my ex was on myspace yeah i'm like she sees this like a month after and I'm on a dating site. Like it was humiliating for me. Yeah. Uh, whether or not that was even the case. Right. I still was just like, and I remember the girl that took the photos reached out and was like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea they were going to use this for this. So I just had it on a, yeah. one of those sites. And, um, I was just like, well, fuck my life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know where, where well, we were how you met, how you met, Oh, Katie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we met on that. and um, So Bumble, she had to message you first. So you guys swipe, swipe, match, yeah, boom. Yeah, both of them, yeah. So then she hits you up. And um, I was kind of looking for uh, like a New Year's date type yeah. thing. Yeah. Because um, how young are you? I'm so if you young. Know, if you know MySpace, I'm, I'm like. I'm so young, man. Good. Yeah. Like I would say twenties, thirties tops. Like <laughs> I wouldn't go much higher than that. Yeah, because you're in your thirties for real, right? Or for real? I'm. I just turned forty last Dude, year. Really? Forty? Dude, you definitely don't look forty. Thanks, man. Yeah. Like I don't feel forty. Like I thought you were in your thirties. Let me tell you this. But when like, you said MySpace, I'm like, yeah, you're like, oh, this guy's old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this guy's old. Uh, no, I remember going to my parents' fortieth. My dad did this big thing for my mom on her fortieth, and then. Everyone there was so old. Yeah. I was like, these people are old. I was like, ugh, I'll never, I never want to be this age. Yeah. And then here I am. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't. Yeah. You, you, I think you, like myself, have, I have a full head of hair. You have a full head of hair. Yeah. I got lucky. My, plus, your vibe is young. Oh, that, well, that thanks. makes the biggest that. difference. Yeah. You know, people guess me usually. I'm 53, turning 50, yeah, uh, I 54. Guess that. Yeah, people yeah. usually think I'm in my 40s somewhere. You're blessed with the younger jeans, and um, yeah, that helps. It man, it does. And your outlook on life, you know. Yeah, I, I think you so you also yeah you don't act like an old dude. Oh, thanks. You know, yeah. Appreciate so that. yeah, if someone was like you, you get I get you as an old dude. <laughs> I'd be like, I can't be a compliment. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're maybe. Yeah, I, you know, no, I wish I like an old dude. Oh God. Like you, when I think of someone in their fifties, dude, that's, that's like, you're close to death's door. Like in my mind, when I was a kid and you'd meet 50 year olds, like, dude, this guy's about ready to kick the bucket. 
Yeah. And then now I'm like, dang, I'm going to live to over a hundred. No, I think you're good. Yeah. You're good. Fifties and you're 30. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you probably lived to like 500. That, dude, that's my goal. Yeah. Well, like by that time, what, like the stem cell stuff, mechanical hearts, like, right. you're going to be good, man. I'll be like the bionic man. We're never going to die. <laughs> I hope <laughs> not, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Well, that's cool. So you guys swiped on each other. You guys start chatting. How long did you guys yeah. chat before you actually met um, up? I think it was like a few, you know, a few days. Um, and we were like intense texting. Like, Usually that would annoy me, you know? Yeah. But like, it was just really thought provoking things. And I just felt like this really strong connection before I met her. Yeah. And I was like, well, man, this better work out. I, I was almost like, oh, when we went out for the first time, I was like, this, this needs to work. Cause, yeah. uh, I've just like been texting her so much and, Aww. and that's happened before. And she's I'm, gotta be in her thirties. Cause yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's happened before. I mean, I've texted people. Four twenties, but I could just I, when I look at you, I think she's got to be like thirty one, thirty two, like in that. Yeah. Just because that's what you seem to me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we uh, yeah, had this real intense connection before we met, and I was gonna say that has happened before, where I've uh, messaged and then you meet up, and it's just a total dud, like flop, where you're just like. God, I wasted so much time. Just, yeah, I just wasted seven bucks so on yeah. a latte. So I'd even stop doing that if I was going to meet up with someone. I was like, you know, I just wouldn't put much energy into it before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, this wasn't the case. And then we met and like, it felt really great. And like, like just, you know, I felt like I'd known her for a long time. Yeah. Um, which we had talked about that. It's kind of a hard to explain. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've been together ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. And where, what's her cool. story? Like, where's she from? Uh, Kansas city. She's Kansas city girl. Okay. Uh, she's from Springfield. Okay. Big, I lived uh, there. Dad's a big Cardinals guy over there. Okay. Um, I just, he has like a basement Cardinal shrine in his basement. And apparently there's a lot of people that more. Huh. Yeah. He's like more people uh, I meet over there. They got shrines in their basements. So That's huge wild. Cardinals fans, but yeah. Fun stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. I, I, I can sympathize with, or I don't know if that's the right word, but I get it. You know, I, when I met, um, my fiance, yeah, it was just a weird connection. It was, it was easy. It was effortless. It was just, yeah. it creeped me out to be honest in, in a good oh, yeah. way, but it was me just too. like, when are we like, what, like, why is this, this is something's up. <laughs> yeah. Like when's the ball going to drop yeah. or when's the the other shoe going to fall or whatever that statement is. There was just this constant, like, this is weird. Yeah. I felt that way right out of the gate. I remember like after a few days or a week, I was like, uh, I told her, uh, I just need more time to go by because I feel like a crazy person. Like when I talk to you about other people, um, I'm just like, I, don't, I was just saying things you shouldn't say until like a few months or yes. six months <laughs> into the relationship. I was like, I need this just to, I need time to just speed up and catch up to where I, we're at. Yeah. And she felt the same way, luckily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that I, I totally can share all those same emotions. I remember pretty early on the first date, my rule was always, let's, let's just grab coffee. Like let's, yeah. let's just sit and chat. I don't want to do like a big date. No, yeah, it's just, it's just, pressure, it, right? it's not only a waste of time. In my opinion, it's a waste of, well, it's a waste of money, waste, waste of money, time. Yeah. It's a waste of emotional energy. Yeah. I don't want to go on a serious hardcore date until 
I meet you in person and we can realize that that would be worth it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we just sat down and grabbed a little cup of coffee and, you know, two, three hours later, I'm like, dang, that was the most, that was yeah. fascinating. Like I definitely now, now I'm down to do a big date. Like yeah. now that we've met and chatted. And then sometimes that would happen. And then, you know, the other person, you never hear from them again. Right. <laughs> You're like, what happened? I thought, that I was, thought we were connected. That was fun. Where'd you go? Yeah. That's the magic. I, I, I work as a date coach. You probably know that. And a lot of my clients, they're just like, what's the magic? I said, well, the magic is that when you feel that way towards them, they also feel that way towards you. Yeah. That's where the magic can happen. Cause clearly I'm sure you've had it. I've had, I'm sure you've gone on dates where that you could tell they were into you and you were just not really feeling it. Right. Nothing wrong yeah. with them. It just wasn't a fit. Right. And vice versa. You know, we've just had that happen where you go out with someone and you're like, I mean, yeah, they're, they're fine. They were cool. They were pretty or whatever yeah. it might be, but we just didn't, you know, we just didn't connect. There wasn't yeah, a connection. You're not vibing. Yeah. yeah. Didn't have no that way. same kind of energy. Yeah. You know, and conversation for me, it was always cause I can talk, the, <laughs> but when I can't yeah. talk, that's the challenge. Meaning. Yeah. You don't like, feel like you can uh, yeah. Like say. I say something, they go, uh-huh. You're like, is this where the conversation is? This yeah, what we're doing? Man. You gotta have somebody that's <laughs> like pulling teeth. A man. little more thought provoking than yeah, just one word answers, and that's like pulling teeth. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So okay, you're back in Kansas City for two weeks that stretches out into almost a year. You've got a storage unit you're paying four hundred dollars a month for in California. Well, <laughs> and you're got not as of today, Timmy. I'm calling. Yeah. I'm out of here right after this podcast. <laughs> Um, she, she, luckily she likes to travel a lot. So we've moved around quite a bit. We spent, uh, almost all of October in, um, Portugal and Morocco. Oh, she went with you. Yeah. So she loves to travel. Oh my God. That was like a huge. Well, so what's plus. she do for a living? Um, she works at, she does communications at a, she's like a communications manager at Burns and McDonald. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, I probably shouldn't even say much more. I don't even, I don't even, yeah, I'll just butcher or whatever job. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Job. So, so she can work from remotely. Uh, she cannot, they give her a certain amount. So, okay, we've taken advantage of that. Um, but they're, they're actually a little more traditional over there, surprisingly. Okay. Yeah. But it's yeah. working. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's really cool. So, what's, so let's, let's, couple more things. What are your plans moving forward? Or are you just living day by day at this point? I have been, I'm starting to, you know, make some, I feel like I'm starting to make some roots in Kansas city. And, um, I've been talking about that with Katie, like where she sees herself ending up. And, um, you know, I still have this lure to get back to California. I also really love, I've loved being here. Yeah. And being around family, Midwest is underrated. It it's, it's a lot is. better than people think. But and I think it's popping up on the radar a little. I think people are kind of realizing that, and finding out it's kind of a hidden gem. Yeah. I just saw a uh, this TikTok video that went viral about Kansas City. Oh, really? The guys like best things like most underrated cities, you know, something like sure. that. Sure. And just you know, hundreds of thousands of views on it, and talking about all these great places to go, which I've never been to. I'm like what <laughs> i'm from here what yeah, the fuck you like, but i haven't been around here in a long time so yeah um i'll have to like go check all those places out yeah um but just talking about the 
overall vibe of Kansas City and and how it's one of his favorite places to stop and yeah, I think uh, it is underrated. Yeah, it's very. I think I, any friends of mine that have ever come to visit, they're just they're blown away. They are. They? They're yeah. always blown away. The the music, the food, the breweries, the yeah, cocktails, breweries. the coffee shops, the food, our the team, jazz. The, teams are doing better. Yes. Oh like, my gosh, we won the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah, We're it's it. 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 I know we really are. Kansas yeah. City's a, a great city, you know. And I've I was born and raised here. I've lived. Um, in several other places, you know, lived in uh, Springfield, Missouri for a while, Alabama, believe it or not, okay. Texas, we lived in Texas for a while. So, I mean, I've, I've lived, you know, been around a little bit and uh, came back to Kansas city and, and I just really love it. Now, like you, I love to travel. Yeah. And right now my job's not a remote job. I, I have to be present for a wedding. And so, um, but in my off seasons, I really want to start traveling. You know, so once the wedding happens and yeah, and we get all should. that, I I definitely would like to take you know a month or yeah. two when I'm not going to be doing weddings. I think and everyone do some should stuff. do that. Like once a year, if you're not getting out, that's uh, it's too bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish that was like built into our society construct because it's like it's so like healing and re uh, rejuvenating. Yeah, rejuvenating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Plus, it to me it. It affected me. Travel affected me, even in the States, like going up to Maine. I spent time up in Maine and Massachusetts and Vermont and Rhode Island and just all up. And I'd never been there before. Cool. And just being in a different culture and, and experiencing, especially the, you know, in Europe, I think I was in how many countries, like eight countries in three, two, three weeks or whatever. Anyway, uh, it was just life-changing it gave me a new perspective i mean it definitely impacted me religiously i'm not religious anymore and i think part of that was just experiencing other cultures and and being like oh so there are other ways to think yeah than a southern baptist like I, there's other yeah. ways you know there's <laughs> yeah. other ways to look at life it's all another world so it really yeah. just kind of opened my mind spiritually i guess because i would still say i'm spiritual um but yeah it really impacted me in a in a great way and not in a like not in a, I don't regret it. Like I'm way happier than I've ever been. I feel yeah, better inside than I've ever felt in my life. It so. was only part of our curriculum, you know, as well. Like you're going in school and you had to spend, you know, a few, like a semester or two abroad. Yeah. I just feel like it'd be just, and it sounds cliche to say the world would be a better place, but yeah, I feel like it would. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Got to ask you, I always ask this question about anytime someone comes on my podcast. Hold on. So what do you think about life on other planets? You think we're ever going to find it? Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm there. sure. Yeah. Like oh. I, I love hearing what people think about what people's, what people think about like, well, look, there's you know? so many stars, galaxies. It's crazy to me to think there's not anything else out there. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like there's anything really close. Yeah. You know, we've been, we've been looking over at Mars and I don't know, they found something, but it's not, yeah. not what we are, not yeah. as evolved as we are, or maybe it is. But yeah. um, it's hard to say that there's not life on somewhere else. Yeah. Like it could be galaxies away, but whoever, you know, constructed this, if there was some ultimate mastermind, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Like to make all this stuff and then, and then, um, I don't know, there's just life formed here and then 
just have galaxies and galaxies far away. I mean, is that just for our amusement? Yeah. Uh, or if it just happened at random, which some people believe as well, it's like, yeah. uh, it's very it's unlikely. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Unlikely yeah. all these things work together in nature and the harmonies and that, like, it's very unlikely. It just kind of happened yeah. to me, like miracles in a way. Yeah. Life and, Mm. Yeah, the, 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 alien, the, uh, the smartest people in the world say that what you just said. I mean, that's yeah, you know, that it's very, very unlikely that we're there were it. Yeah. You know, that by the sheer amount of galaxies. There was also a lot of alien abductions that are um you hear about. Yeah. Not a lot. I mean right. There's enough. Yeah. To where like the same kind of things happen. Like, that's odd. Yeah, it's very odd. What's going on with that? Yeah. And, but a lot of those people sound crazy. Right, yeah, about it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like the people they interview when a tornado comes through. Yeah. It's like, hey, I was out back. It's like, oh, God. Like, where do they find this person? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, nowadays, yeah, nowadays, no, it's not those people that are talking about this kind of stuff. I mean, people. Joe Rogan has had on some, oh, yeah. You know, people from very serious, very high up people that are like, yeah, we don't know what that was. Yeah. You know, the UFO stuff. They don't know. I mean, it's documented in some, it's just, it's really bizarre to me. Yeah. It's hard. To, yeah. It's unexplainable. Um, unidentifiable. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. I go back to the Blink-182 guy. Uh, yeah. You need the guy that he's kind of like the go-between that. Yeah. Um, he has a company called like. Yeah, I forget his name. To the stars. Uh, yeah. Is it Mark? Yeah, no, he was on Mark's he was on Joe Rogan, I think. What is his name? Mm. Yeah, I can't think of this. But yeah, he's a he's a big believer in all that as well. And he's had some uh he's had some things come I don't know. Come forward and yeah, he's released some stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to say, man. I mean, I haven't experienced anything personally. I did meet a guy in LA that used to go to, he said he used to go to this mountain not too far from there. Um, I think it might be maybe Northern California. And he had some experiences. Yeah. It's the only person I think I've ever met that said they've had experience. And he was uh, out with a group and he said all of a sudden he just felt this rush of energy and he was across from these other beings. And, um, they like said it said his name oh yeah they said his name and asked him how he felt or something i i don't and i don't remember the all the details of the story but um you know i mean i was like i was like okay and um he didn't seem like he was a crazy person right pretty grounded but then other people were like oh man yeah that guy's a you know, yeah. kook or whatever, but and usually it's based on just that story. Like he's a kook, just based on that. It's like, yeah, well, that, that just because that. Yeah, he was very like, like. What if it really did happen? And like, what's he supposed to do? Say no, it didn't happen. No, so he doesn't appear to be a kook. Yeah, and maybe you know it could have been some other. It could have been like, you know, he passed out and his mind constructed it. But <laughs> he forgot to mention he was on shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and he could have been. He very well could have been. I didn't ask him. That. I did take acid, but. Yeah. <laughs> but it was real it happened. <laughs> but it was it's real like, well, maybe maybe it did maybe those acid trips people have are uh they're going through something real i've heard that. 
I've heard that. That's reality. We're actually not in reality. It's all a simulation. That stuff's trippy. Yeah. I've, I've gone down the rabbit hole on some of that stuff. And it is, you know, I don't know. I've never done a full blown trip. I've, I've microdosed on, on mushrooms and stuff. Um, and I'm a weed smoker really more than, than anything else. Really. Um, I've just going on a full blown trip just for whatever reason makes me a little nervous. Yeah. And so I've heard that don't trip until you're feeling comfortable about it. Cause it, yeah. it could launch into a anxiety attack. And yeah. I don't, I don't like anxiety. I don't really deal with anxiety. Thank God. Yeah, you know, I knock have a on lot wood. of anxiety too. I'm, Kind of oh, similar, yeah. That way, I have a friend that does all the, he does all the microdosing, um, and he was kind of like, yeah, that was the best for me because I just kind of slowly introduced it, yeah, into my system, and he, I think he does it pretty regularly. Yeah, I love the micro, I love the microdose of it. I like, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I like weed. I really <laughs> like you? it. Yeah, I don't do it. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a daily like every day. Yeah. But, but most days, like at night, like some people come and do a glass of wine or a beer or whatever, I'd be more apt to smoke a bowl, you know. I've had good experiences with it, um, but overall, I'd say it gives me more anxiety. Fascinating. So, Makes yeah. you a little paranoid. Yeah. Like yeah. I just get and start having like panic attacks. Oh, gotcha. Um, so I don't, I've never had that like. Never, not for everybody. Yeah. And I've had, like I said, I've had good experiences, but it hasn't been like that high you you hear about on um or you'd see on TV or yeah. like Snoop Dogg. Or it's and, so fun. Yeah. And laughing. Yeah. What's that guy's name? Like Jim Brewer. Yeah. That show. You remember that movie? Vaguely. Uh, he's, and he just, he, his joke was like, he always looked high. Like he just looks high in general as a person. Um, but that, that kind of portrayal of like, yeah, man, like this is right. Like that's, that's mainly what it does to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's like I get laughy, giggly, and just see, so I wish, fun. man. I wish. And yeah. I, I like I've had it like mixed with um some alcohol or whatever. And I've had great times with it. I wasn't sure if it was alcohol or the yeah. slow. Could have been a combination of both. But yeah, overall, if I just do that, it's not a great experience for me. So I've kind of steered away from it for the yeah. most part. Yeah. I did gummies for a while, just kind of yeah, I I really like the edibles. Yeah. That's what that's what I really like because it's more of a body high. But no, I can I can still I got I got paranoid oh a few weeks ago. I forgot that I took an edible. <laughs> um and then yeah, uh smoked a little bit, so I got super high. And if I get too high, yeah. I get but oh, I'm also so aware. I'm like, okay, I'm high. That's why I'm feeling this way. It's not real. Yeah. You're you're worrying about things that are whatever. And I can usually kind of soothe myself and it usually all of a sudden probably 15 minutes is how long it lasts. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, Timmy, you're, you're just high. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be homeless living Good in a van. Tell yourself that. Yeah. I was gonna say living in a van down by the river. That's actually kind of cool now that nowadays. Oh yeah. People they strive for that. They, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like, it's like goal. a goal. Yeah. That's their goal in life. <laughs> you know, what's funny about those people though. It's like it, and it, I, I guarantee it is fun for a while, but after a while, I think you do a year in a van. Um, you want a house. You're probably tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> you want a house. Yeah. So that's a good goal to have for like a temporary, but you know, you set off and I bet you it's not, but three to six months later. And there's people that would argue that, but yeah. I and I feeling. think the same thing with nomadism. I think yeah. it's like, 
Yes, it'd be awesome for a year or two. Yeah. That's but what eventually I was you're do. like, okay, I want a fucking address. That's what I was going to do. And I felt the same thing. I was like, after um, even the, the brief time that I did it, I was like, I just kind of want to sit in one place for a minute. I mean, that's what was nice is you'd go to a place for like three months at a time. So like you can get kind of. You'd settled, settle in a little bit. But then you'd uproot and have to start over again. Yeah. Which is freeing in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I do, I do think. Those, a lot of those people are pretty lonely. I mean, there's some. It there's, doesn't seem like it on the, because they're doing no, all the videos no. and all that. And but you're thinking having, you're by yourself in yeah. that tiny van. I mean, you have a dog. Yeah. And they're having the time of their lives too. But I think it's like we were talking about before. Those emotions can coexist together. Or like you're, you're, you're doing what you always wanted to do and dreamed of, but you're also really lonely at the same time. Yeah. Like people that have extreme success and like, entertainment or whatever uh, tend to be some of the loneliest people too kind of interesting which blows my mind they have everything yeah. but i don't know something well it's uh, like twitch you know twitch, twitch the guy that oh yeah that's I, so I, sad dude man. it was so sad i God. i don't know you know different things affect me differently what with famous people yeah that one it it like it it bothered me i was just like Twitch seemed so happy. He yeah. was married. He had kids. He obviously had money, fame, yeah. and and he drove a few miles from his house to a little motel and fucking killed himself. Like that's so sad. It man. is so sad, man. Kind of wonder like how it's same with like Anthony Bourdain, like how they get to that point. You know? Yeah. And it's like you said, they have everything, but that's not everything. You know? No, like, apparently not. It's not. That's that's there's no doubt about it. Money and other thing, fame, of course. That's not if that's not happiness, right? Unless you already are happy. Like you got to be happy within yourself to enjoy wealth or to enjoy fame or to enjoy whatever. Yeah. Even a partner, like you got to deal with yourself first. Yeah. Before you're gonna have any exterior thing make you happy. Yeah. Like. You should be happy all by yourself. And I remember in my twenties trying to do the acting thing and um I went out there and I was hoping to have like a Brad Pitt right. kind of thing. And I'm from the Midwest and Midwestern guy. And yeah. It did not happen that way. Um, but if that would happen to me then, I feel like I I don't know if I would have been able to handle it. And I'm sure a lot of that's why you see a lot of kids that just go off the rail. And I wasn't a kid by I was in my twenties, but that's a kid. Well, still, know? yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure, man. Like that's what I kind of set out for. But was it just dog eat dog out there? Like everybody's out there to get famous, right? Oh or yeah, that was the worst. Like talking to people and they're kind of like, "What can you do for me?" And not not every you can find good people. I, I, sure. I always say that you can find good people anywhere you go, including Los Angeles, despite yeah. what a lot of people think. <laughs> they're like, "This I hate the California just drop." No, there's a lot of great people out there, and people from where you're from or whatever and uh really kind hearted but yeah you, the overall you know that kind of feeling you get is people are just trying to get ahead and there's a desperation there especially with like actors and, and entertainment and if they haven't like made it or like or they're look you know like that kind of desperation just uh is all over the city yeah um, and you feel it you know yeah. did you go on castings all the time and just oh yeah I'd go all the time. I'd go into these st uh, studios and um, so cool. I was like on the lot. I was like, 
behind the scenes seeing other actors sometimes it's not like you know it's obviously it's not like in the movies where you go on a movie set and there's people moving glass large glass things and right. and the celebrities running around it's not like that but occasionally i would see people and um but i go in these casting calls and there'd be like 20 uh 30 people look exactly like me <laughs> it, prettier you know better <laughs> right. versions of me yeah. i'm like oh this sucks like oh, that guy'd be good for this and that guy'd be good for this and it gets you in your head you know yeah so yeah i remember there's one time i went into uh i don't know why i'm telling this story but it's one of my first auditions and they um this in the in the scene this guy is like doing like a bachelor contest like on stage and they're signing him off for a date and he takes his shirt off like midway it's for like uh the soap opera i, I don't know if his days of our lives but it's something yeah. like that as and, the world turns yeah it was one of those <laughs> And uh, I go in, and I I read, and I take my shirt off at the end. And I'm like, woo! <laughs> like, this whole thing. And then the casting director after goes, oh, I'm to tell you, you didn't have to do that part. <laughs> We're having people not do that. And I was like, and I walked out, and nobody saw it, but they heard me in there, and they, everyone was kind of laughing in the room. And I was like, you know what? Screw you guys, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a job, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah it's pretty crazy that was that was a crazy time in my life like going to audition to audition going around la for no money uh, i was trying to work like temp jobs and there's there's so many people that pursuing that dream i'm sure can relate but um uh you're trying to hold a job but then you have to leave in the middle of it for this last minute audition and no one's paying for your gas no one's paying for your time they don't care yeah and you drive all the way across town you're stuck in traffic you're changing in the car because you only have a lunch break yeah. And then you go, you go in and they did not even watching you. They're looking at their phone <laughs> or whatever. And they're like, thanks. Thanks for coming in. That's what you hear all the time. And then you never hear back. Um, you know, I had two, I did book a couple of things, you know, not just talk about all the negative, but I booked two things. And they told a couple me, good adult yeah, films. Adult, yeah. <laughs> really great adult. Like I'm talking like high top, level. Yeah. This isn't just like amateur <laughs> stuff. We were, this was it, Timmy. I admit it. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I was on uh, Cold Case and ER. Okay. Uh, I had a had a guest spot, and um, and those were good experiences, obviously. But like, I went out and they told me immediately, like after the audition. That's kind of the one of the tells, you know. And I remember like finding that out. This one casting director would do that. They tell you to come back later that day, and then I went in for her again, and she didn't say that, and I was like hanging on there's anything else you like tell me yeah. <laughs> i was like dang it um but yeah they'll, they'll kind of tell you the right away or they'll let you know pretty soon because like as soon as you do it yeah, yeah a lot of times they're like hey will you come back uh you know tomorrow for blah 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 for like a reading with the director um a lot of times not all the time but you know i saw one casting director like 13 14 times like for the show greek and they liked me you know i felt yeah. good about it I've heard of that happening too. And um, so I always went to someone else, you know? And I remember like one time I was up for a bigger role and they had me come back for the callback. And one of the ladies was like, oh, I really like this one. And looked at the other lady and the other was like, uh-huh. I was like, oh, oh something's going on. But you know, that even that time it went to uh, a name, you know, that, that would happen a lot. There's a thing going on right now about bringing back the in-person audition. Yeah. Um, and uh, I still have, you know, I still keep in contact with some of these acting friends and they're, you know, 
pushing for the keep it remote. Like we don't want to drive around town. Yeah. Like why? Why are you yeah, doing what's this? What's the to point? Us? Yeah, yeah. Just do that. You can have us back for the callback. Right. You know, but for the first audition where you're just combing through people, don't make us drive all the way. Just yeah, do like a Skype from their I'll home. Send in a video. Yeah. That's the easy way to do it. But now they're trying to push for the bringing it back and. And people are pushing back and I agree with them. Like now that everything's remote, it's the same with jobs. They're companies. They're trying to bring people back in the office and maybe some jobs require that. Sure. I get it. But um, if it works and you're more productive remote, yeah, let people go remote or do some hybrid situation. Say, yeah. Like hybrid's people, been popular. Yeah, hybrid. That's yeah. cool. Cause people, sometimes they need an office. Like they get out there with their kids at home. They don't have any other space. I get that. Um, but why not like be open to it? Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely changed the world because I have a lot of friends that, you know, they said, yeah, our company had a big office complex and, and now virtually everyone is, yeah, it's like, if, oh, if minimum, yeah. it, you know, they're at least hybrid, Yeah, but most of them are like, yeah, I get more done from home Yeah, and it's no point. I mean, I just wear my headset and, you it's know, it's one of the good things we got from COVID the yeah. pandemic for sure. Yeah. Let Absolutely. people realize that you can actually work remote. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people, it caused a lot of people to pivot and, mm -hmm. and look for other things. I know I started the podcast because of, of COVID. You really? Know. Yeah. That's why I started. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Look I was locked else. down. I was like, man, I need to do something you yeah. know, on a regular basis. And so and I can, you know, just dial people on, you know, yeah. and do, yeah, it was great. I love it. I've been, That's cool. I think this is like episode 262 or three. Wow. So I've That's been, awesome, yeah, man. cranking them out and really yeah. enjoying it. So that's really cool. Well, before we, before we end, I know we've been talking a while, which I appreciate you coming in and yeah, doing this. Anytime. Um, so you and I share a common upbringing and that's an upbringing as Christians. Um, I was yeah. raised I, evangelical, which yeah. was part of the assemblies of God was the name of the group. I was right. a part of early, Naz early on raised Nazarene. Yeah. 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 Also evangelical. Mm -hmm. I think the difference between the two is that we've spoken tongues. I don't yeah. think Nazarenes speak in tongues. Yeah, that would weird out a lot of <laughs> Nazarenes, I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm very familiar with the Nazarenes. Well, my uncle was a Nazarene evangelist. Mm. And um, so, yeah, I know the beliefs are, are very, very similar. Um, and I, of course, have, you know, left religion, I would say. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not religious at all. I would say I'm just spiritual. Yeah. Matter of fact, I even would say, Dustin, I would actually say I'm, a spiritual agnostic. And the reason I say that, and I'm real opinionated about all this stuff just because of my journey. I used to be really angst against the religion and church. Now I'm, I've kind of come full circle and I still actually attend church on occasion, believe yeah. it or not. Uh, definitely not an evangelical church, but I attend church that's more open. But anyway, uh, cause I love the message of Jesus. He, he seemed like a really dope dude, but yeah. Um, for me, I just, because the, the religion I was a part of, was a literist literalist meaning noah actually built an ark adam and eve were actually the first two humans right you know jonah lived in the belly of a whale for three days like i believe yeah. those things literally and the virgin is exactly right it's all like actually uh, factual yeah and then you know the earth is six thousand years old and you know all this stuff right and i just you know with time and archaeological finds and science and things i'm just like I don't think so. <laughs> I'm thinking some of this stuff is allegorical. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mythical yeah, met metaphor. You know, I think, feel like a lot of it's was metaphors and I don't know if it's hard to say how the Bible was supposed to be interpreted exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's, we don't really have that. 
I mean, people like to pretend they know exactly how you're supposed to interpret it, but which is funny because every religion interprets it different or every yeah. denomination within Christianity. Yeah. The Nazarenes interpreted it different than we did. And the Baptist. From the- My hope is it's, I was kind of talking about this earlier. It's like a, a wheel and like every spoke of the wheel is different religions. I know like a lot of people disagree in Nazarene church and all that, but it all leads to the center, which is love and God. And um, however you get there, is okay absolutely that's i i believe it that way you know i just i think that i the thing that i didn't resonate with the thing that really pushed me away was the my interpretation the group that i'm in we've interpreted it right right and i know the truth and you need to learn from me well that's you know, the thing and i like a lot of things about christianity and i um you know i'd still a lot of that is comfortable for me and that's that's fine i just it's hard to say like you know the guy in i don't know china or wherever yeah and he grows up a certain way it's only exposed to this one thing or one religion and um they're they go they they burn you know (laughs) it just doesn't (laughs) seem (laughs) that's that's brutal yeah yeah well especially when you consider who is it? Ted Bundy, I think gave his heart to Christ, you know, apparently before he died. Oh, right. So I'm thinking, really? So that motherfucker is walking streets of gold, hanging out with Jesus. And then the kind, caring, loving Buddhist in Thailand, who's never heard a flea has been faithful all their lives. Yeah. They're going to go to hell forever. That's a hard, that's like, it is. It's uh, I couldn't swallow it. Like I literally, Dustin, I got to a part in my life and I just, I remember, I, I just remember I put my foot down kind of it. I was like, no, there's no fucking way. That's the way it is. Yeah. That bro. makes no sense. That is literally ridiculous. I just wish, I just wish people would be more open to debate, like, especially in the Nazarene church. And there are people like that, um, you know, with the majority, they don't even want to talk about that no. type of stuff. It's just like, no, it's the way it is. End of story don't talk to me. <laughs> right. Know? And, um, yeah, that's a very, that's a very like, uh, complicated, um, I don't know, deep topic to get into. Yeah. Um, how that can act like that, that can exist with, yeah. uh, it's that same belief. Right. You know, I remember watching some debates and, and the debaters, one of them said something so fascinating and it really helped to kind of turn me. It was a, it was a creationist, someone that believed the earth is 6,000 years old was debating an atheist, like a scientist. That's like, no, it's like, like a hundred percent. Not like, I'm not saying I think it is like we know, but anyway, that there was this debate and there was one question the moderator asked, and this really turned me definitely away from Christianity. And the moderator asked this to the creationist. He said, what if anything would change your mind and your belief about whatever? And he's like, he's like, nothing. There's nothing that would change yeah. my mind. Yeah. Absolutely. I stay with the Bible. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then they asked the scientists, they said, what would change your mind? And he said, evidence. Yeah. Like, I would change my answer. mind. If, yeah. And I, yeah, that's what I said. I was like, now that's a fucking intelligent answer. Yeah. You mean to tell me that if I prove to you the earth is a sphere, 
you're still going to think it's flat? You're a moron. Yeah. Well, that's where if you can't agree on facts, then you're, you know, that's that whole thing. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, I, I think debate is good. I think it's healthy. And for me realizing just one day going, you know what, maybe what I was taught isn't all right. Like yeah. it's possible that not everything I was taught isn't truthful. Yeah. I mean, my, you know, I was raised sincerely. People sincerely believe it, but man, there are people strapping bombs to their body, blowing themselves up and they're sincerely believing yeah. their faith. Very and committed. Very committed. And there's millions of them that, but you know, so it's like, well, then like the, did the church put some things in, into the religion that the Bible doesn't even talk about? Uh, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. I think man know? fucked with some of that shit Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to their own <laughs> advantage uh, advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's interesting, man. Yeah. That's cool. Well, man, Dustin, it was good to catch up with you, yeah, brother. This is great. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. I found out this morning that you're actually not yeah. in California. Yeah, I thought I was coming over here and then you're like 10 AM. You didn't even give me an address. And so I was like, well, maybe he's just, yeah. He either thinks I'm still out there or wants to do like a Skype thing. But man, this is great. I'd <laughs> yeah. love, love to meet up with you. So. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks again for doing the, the podcast. Oh, so what song do you want me to to tag oh, on the man, end of this. I just released one yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Just released a single called Oh My My. It's kind of got that. Uh, yeah. What's it about? Because um, as soon as we end here, I'm going to play it. Americana folk vibe. Uh, it's it's a song like right after the breakup, man. Like um, where like. And based on some personal experience as well, but like something unexpected, it happens and you, you kind of storm out and you just start driving. No destination in mind. Yeah. And I like to think this song would, would kick on right then. And it's got like, uh, you know, the choruses break down a little bit. It's like, kind of like the range of emotions you're going through. It's you're angry, but you're also just broken yeah. and sad. And uh, it's called Oh My My. Oh My My. Well, uh, oh we're going to play Oh My My right now. Woo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Oh My My by Dustin McCamey. Let's play this song. Up on my dreams, 
<laughs> dude that was awesome hey, thanks man dude yeah. so good so who does who did all the editing and everything for you oh that was me you did the video and everything yeah oh that's cool someone else mixed the music though for you and then give it yeah. gave it to you and then you yeah. just put the video to it there were people working on the song throughout and then um yeah for the video i just set up a camera backdrop and sang it a few times dude, it's and, so yeah. good i love it hey, thanks man I appreciate you. dude so cool all right so how can everybody find the music um you could say hey siri okay. play oh my my by dustin mckamey okay uh you can go to your googles okay and just put in my name you could just say um i, I have a instagram dustin plays indie you can go follow me there okay. links there to all of my music but uh yeah apple music spotify all that fun stuff. awesome dude thanks so much for coming in today thanks for having me yeah this is great yeah peace everybody have a good one